Hey there, Scout My Game fans. We have another edition of Around the World for your listening pleasure. On this edition, we have Natalie Lazo interviewing former Broncos defensive back Lenny Brad Walls. Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for being here today. This particular individual doesn't even need an introduction. Let me tell you why. Lenny Brad Walls is a former professional NFL cornerback athlete. You may know him from the Broncos team, lucky number 35 as he has lived out his dream. He's originally from California and now lives in San Antonio going on for 10 years. He is a well-respected personal trainer. Check out his personal training website at LennyWalls.com and business training website. Oh, my apologies. And business Instagram profile at Walls Next Level Fitness and at Lenny underscore Wall Street for his personal Instagram profile. If you live in San Antonio, imagine yourself being personally trained by Lenny Walls himself, who knows no fear but focuses only on results. Look up Lenny Walls in the dictionary and you will only see the word results on it. (laughs) Also, um, I wanted to mention that his commitment to you as a results-driven personal trainer, you will expect fast response, real accountability, supplement insight, nutrition is as important as the personal training itself. And his goal for you is to help you overcome hurdles and reach your goals. Yes. Where do I sign Lenny? (laughs) Where'd you go? More availability for you. (laughs) I love it. And Lenny is also a real estate investor because no mountain is ever too high for Lenny. It is an honor to introduce and please help me welcome the famous Lenny Walls. How you doing? How you doing, Natalie? Thank you. That was that was kind of flattering, but that's cool. <laughs> I, like it. I can dig it. I can dig it. Thank you. Absolutely. You deserve all that recognition for everything that you've been through. And we are so extremely grateful to be here right now to be able to just get inspired, you know, even hold us accountability for a little bit. And I'm so excited to get to know you a little bit more. This is actually the first time me and Lenny have met for the very first time. So um it's extremely an honor. And let's go ahead. And I wanted to ask you a couple of questions if you're ready for them. For sure. I'm, I'm always ready. I stay ready. <laughs> I love it. So, um, Lenny, what inspired you to play in the NFL one day? Um, well, you know, I started playing football at a very young age. I grew up in the inner city. You know, uh, both my parents actually sold drugs back in the Bay Area when I was growing up. So I saw a lot of, um, you know, it was a lot of drug infested, crime infested uh, type of neighborhoods in the Bay Area. And I started playing football really young. I was like seven years old. Pop Warner, if you, you know, if you're familiar with that, I started playing little league ball kind of like. And as I started to progress over the years and started to realize I was really good, I was always one of the fastest, one of the most talented kids on the team. Um, I always watched football on Sundays. And I also had a few cousins who at the time when I was playing, they were older than me and they were in, you know, JV or high school playing ball and they were really good. So I just started to aspire to to make something out of myself. And I always I played all sports, but I started to really realize that I was truly gifted at football as I got older. And I wanted to get out of the hood. You know, I was my motivation was was the fear of being stuck in my neighborhood and not being able to give my mom a house so she doesn't have to do the things that she was doing, being a product of her environment. And so, um, yeah, I, I had a dream and a vision. And then I just had to continue to execute uh, and, and make that vision come to life. Wow. That's a huge yeah. motivation. Yeah. 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 I, I just, you know, I saw a lot of uh, 
a lot of just a lot of crime, a lot of uh, people going to jail. A lot of my friends ran out of jail, if not getting killed. And so mm. that's enough to, to you know, to, to make, you know, it was enough for me at a young age to know what I didn't want. And sometimes knowing what you don't want can lead you in the right direction um, if you search. And so sports was my outlet. It was something that, you know, was something positive for me to do. Um, and, uh, by the grace of God, you know, I was able to play 24 years from seven years old and then retiring at 31 years old. So 24 years straight of my life, you know, football was, was, was my everything. That is so incredible, Lenny. That's incredible. Yeah. And I want to know, like, what do you love about football? What do I love about it? The competitiveness. That's the first thing that comes to mind. It's competitive. It's challenging. Um, mentally and physically, you know, psychologically, it's very, very challenging. A lot of people don't understand that aspect of it. But then I also love the camaraderie. You know, I, it's a team sport. It's not like golf and, and um, you know, tennis or things like that. It's a team game. And so, you know, I was able to transition and do a lot of things as an entrepreneur, you know, and, and in business because of the things that I learned from football. And um, I'm grateful for that. Wow, that's amazing. Tell me more about that. Um, well, what more do you want to know? What, what more do you want to know about football, about the business part? Well, you know, I would love to know more, but because of the time, tell me mm -hmm. what are you most grateful? Well, I mean, it sounds like to me, you're very passionate about football. So tell me more about mm -hmm. the football aspect. The game itself. Um, yeah. yeah, the game itself. I mean, like I said, you know, the competitive nature of it, the physicality of it, you know, I always played, um, with a chip on my shoulder based on because of where I come from. And I was able to use that sport as an outlet. You know, it's one thing, it's, it's how you really channel your energy and channel your emotions and channel, channel what you're going through. You know, a lot of people like to go boxing, you mm -hmm. know, like the fun because they can let out their frustration. Well, I was able to let out my frustration in a positive way, being on the football field rather than being in the streets. And so just the competitive nature of it, it was fun. Um, Working out, I love, you know, I continue to work out to this day, even at 41 years old, being a trainer and just taking care of myself. So I learned all those things from football and it's, it's lifelong, you know, it builds character. Um, you know, you win some, you lose some, you know, especially playing my position at cornerback, you know, you can get beat and you got to have a short-term memory. You know, you can't let oh. things affect you. You got to be yes. ready for the next play. You, you know, if you get beat in the first quarter, you still got three more quarters. So in life is the same way. You may have failures, you may have setbacks. But the game's not over. You know, you have to be focused. You have to be resilient and you have to be able to persevere through those challenges and understand that, you know, you can still be successful. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of what I get from the game. You know, it's I huge. From. I feel like people don't give enough recognition about football. It teaches you about life, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it really prepared yep. you for a moment like this to be able to branch out and do different things in business and be an entrepreneur like yeah. it shaped you up to be. The man that you are today. That's amazing. Yeah. Being a, it, it took me everywhere. I mean, with the sport, I mean, it took me on a journey through college and uh, multiple professional teams. And I was able to meet different people from different backgrounds. And, you know, when you when you do that and you play the ultimate, I think football is the ultimate team sport. I mean, you don't have I mean, have to, basketball has five players on the court at the same time uh, on each team. And then football has 11 on the field at the same time. So you're talking about being able to work well with people, being able to understand people, being able to trust people, which is huge in life and learning all those different facets um, really helped, really helped me a lot, you know, go, moving forward with life. So grateful. Definitely. Wow. You look amazing. I thought you were in your twenties. 
Now you're really trying to flatter me now. now I, I promise you, when you said your age, I was like, what? I was trying to freaking out. That's amazing. Congratulations. Like 10 years as a pro and still be in my 20s. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was, I wasn't doing the math. Yeah, that's okay. I was like, wow. I mean, you definitely got your nutrition on point for sure. <laughs> yeah, my best. I mean, I have to be an example, you know. You know, a leader of one. I always exactly. tell people that a leader of one is a leader of many. If you can't lead one, you can't lead any. So it always starts with you. Okay, I can't expect my clients to eat properly and work out if I'm not a firm believer and not just a firm believer, but if I don't apply that myself, you know, if I don't do it, if I don't lead myself, I can't lead anyone else. So if you're going to be an expert in any any field, you have to be able to live it. And so, yeah, I do my best to eat right. <laughs> That's incredible. And um, is there anything that you don't like about football? Injuries. That's hmm. easy. It's really a it's a violent, violent game. I don't like the injuries. That's it, that you know. Um, and I had quite a few of them. I see. I've seen people have quite a few of them. I've seen. You know, you hear the stories of the concussions and people who have, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, mental health issues. And, and you know, it's, it's that's, that's really damaging long term. Um, I don't like the violent aspect of that long term, the damage to the body. You know, you look at me, people look at me, but they don't realize the pain that I'm still in. You know, uh, degenerative disc disease in my neck and my lower back, uh, bone on bone in my left hip and my right ankle. Just a lot of orthopedic injuries um arthritis everywhere and then the concussions you know anytime you damage mm -hmm. your brain um you know that can really you know that can really mess you up with dementia and all, alzheimer's all the different things that you can get um the the, the um yeah the neuro the neuro uh, part is is really damaging it sucks that part sucks yeah i can imagine yeah. Yeah, what has sucks. been like the the biggest injury that you've had that also taught you so much we'd love to know um, the biggest injury I think I had was probably my shoulder dislocation um, back in 2004, I believe. Yeah, 2004 it was. I dislocated my shoulder three times in that season. You're supposed to have surgery after the second one. Oh, man. And so because they needed me and I was a starter that year, you know, um, they would strap me up in a harness, give me a shot in the butt the night before the game and say, we need you. We need yeah. you to play. on." So, um, but yeah, it just. It's just taught me a lot to how, how to play with pain again, how to handle adversity. Um, you know, I have a high pain tolerance because of stuff like that. So, you know, people don't understand when I'm like, they come in with their little, their little, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but their little <laughs> nicks and they're like, I'm hurting. I'm like, you ain't felt no pain. Yeah. Suck it up. Let's go. Let's get to it. <laughs> but, um, what it really taught me too was just, um, just the stressful side of it. Cause you know, it's, it's a stressful time when, when you can't do what you love or you're, you're sidelined or you're injured and you can't help your team. Um, and then, you, you know, you're talking about a big financial uh, a headache that it can cause you, you know, um, when you're playing, when you're playing this game, it's not a game when you become a pro. It's just, this is your livelihood. This is how you eat, take care of your family, feed your family. Um, and so contract issues, things are, are, are you know, are they going to pay you the same amount of money you actually work because you're hurt? So it's a lot of different things that you go through when you get injured. And I went through them and um, but I made it through and I'm, I'm still standing. So I'm OK. Greater than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is so cool. Now, you were coached, you know, you were coached in high school by our very own CEO of Scout My Game, Scout Everest. Mm -hmm. um, and you obviously still remain great friends with him. Tell me more. How was that for you when you were being coached by Scott? 
You know, I don't hardly remember a lot of those. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably the head injuries and stuff that probably <laughs> my brother would be a better person to ask. I have a twin brother yeah. who also played basketball. Uh, my twin brother. Yeah, my twin brother played basketball and we went to the same college. We both went to Boston College. You know, we were Eagles and I had a football scholarship. He had a basketball scholarship and that was his game. And so, but I, you know, AU was fun and all the coaches really um, inspired me to and believed in me. And they, uh, you know, Scott's been a great man, a great friend and following me for years and always been so positive and always so supportive of me and my dream, me and my brother's dream. And so to have a mentor, you know, even if it's for a small season, you know, if it's for a day or a week or a few months or a year, and now he's been around for years, um, it's always something I always appreciate. You know, it takes a village to, to raise, you know, someone to be the champion that God has blessed me to be in. And Scott has been somebody in my corner. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Yeah, I love that. God. Scott is an amazing individual, just knowing him very yeah. short term. Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> Always got, you know, he's passionate about the youth and seeing us win. Yes. So, you know, you got to love that. But yeah, I, I played, like I said, I played multiple sports. I was really good in basketball, not as good as my brother. And I ran track, baseball, I did everything. But football was my was my true gift. And so I ran with that. Love it. And what is the best advice a coach has given you? Best advice. Okay. The best advice a coach has given me, I wouldn't call him a, a, a football coach. I would call him a mentor. So I have a mentor of mine from Houston and um, the guy's probably worth a hundred million dollars. So probably wow. somebody, probably somebody you want to listen to, right? Oh yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> might listen. Um, but he's more of a life coach rather than a football coach. So I think, when I think of coach, I think of, of various people. I don't think of just somebody on the field who's teaching X's and O's or teaching me how to tackle or, you know, catch an interception. I think, I think about life. And the first person that comes to mind is, is uh, my mentor, Holton Bugs. Uh, he mm. pretty much, uh, he pretty much said, he said, the reason why people fail in life, Lenny, especially in this day and age, he said, is that they're too busy entertaining themselves rather than educating themselves. So you got to make sure you stay educated. That's how you stay ahead of the game. That's how you stay focused on self mastery and being the best version of yourself. Because a lot of times, you think about entertainment, that's why I coined the phrase, the hustle is entertainment. If you ever see me, any of my posts or hashtags, you know, I actually had that trademark, that slogan, the hustle is entertainment, because when he told me that, I put a play on the words. I said, okay, when I was playing ball and I was making all that money, what was I doing? Yeah, I was at the biggest parties. I was, nightlife was crazy. I was at the biggest events. I was shopping. I was buying the most expensive items. I was, I was living the life, right? And that's cool. And sometimes we even get caught up in that, especially with the social media world and everything that we see, we get caught up in the latest reality TV show or the latest uh, game or the latest whatever is going on, whatever the trend is. But we lose sight of our own personal self-mastery. And, you know, there's five areas that we really have to focus on to be great in life. And I believe I'm a firm believer, you know, and that's spiritual, mm -hmm. you know, having a relationship with our heavenly creator. Yes. I believe that it's 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 uh, mentally. I think that the books that you read uh, really dictate your philosophy and where you're going in, in life, because a lot of the times you're surrounded by people who don't really have the results that you want if you want greatness, because it's such a small, you know, small group of people. And if you don't have that mentor, you have to go seek it out in, in books and in audios. I think that emotionally we have to focus on that area because 
you're either in a storm headed towards a storm or you're coming out of one, right? Death in the fam- death of a family member, you know, health ailments. Uh, I mean, just different adversities will come. We're going to fail. We're going to, we're going to struggle. We're going to have stressful times. We're going to have tri- tribulation. So to be able to be emotionally balanced and have emotional intelligence um, and you can do that through gratitude, just yes. being able to know how to do that. And then the fourth area would be physically which is an area that I dominate. You know, so many people are career focused or they have a, a, a nice bank account, but they got diabetes, they're sick. They got to take insulin shots when they go on vacation. And so you're not really, you're not really wealthy if you're sick. Yep. You can't really enjoy yourself so physically. And then the last one is financially. So you got, no matter what color you are, right? No matter what color you are, black, white, brown, we all want some more green, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> So I think that those five areas, uh, and I have those tattooed right here on my on my knuckles. If, wow. if you have you have those, yeah. If you have those areas in mind, you know, you know, God will give you that humility, that and that you know that, that love that you need to show to people, and it goes all the way down to your to your success and through your family, through everything else that you do in your life. If you can stay balanced, and a lot of people lose balance in those areas. I, I love that you're mentioning that because, first of all, you're a very extremely wise man and you got to where you are today because of the experiences, because of the scratches. Yeah. And, and not only are you extremely successful for what I see, mm-hmm. you're also very humble. And yeah. that's where you got to be. Yeah. Success can easily get to your head and, and, and you've been through it. You understand it. And when you were mentioning the five areas, that looks like it's priorities. Where are your priorities start? Yeah. 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 So, you got to have it all. And yeah, I've, I've obviously had to learn these things. I didn't always apply it. I had to have mentors. I've, I've had people around me. You know, my ex-wife is still one of my best friends. She's amazing. We have a great relationship. Um, it was a great 10 year run. Um, but, you know, you just have to be surrounded by people and have quality relationships that will help you grow. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to say I've, I've done that pretty good. Oh, we can, we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> God definitely has promoted you in incredible mm-hmm. places. So congratulations again, honestly. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, now, what kind of legacy? I mean, I know you're speaking about your experiences and your humbleness, and we can grasp a little bit about what kind of legacy you're leaving behind, but I want to hear from you. What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind when someone mentions your name? And what do you want to be known by? One of my favorite words is hustle. <laughs> so, um, you know, my whole purpose in life is to inspire people to, to, to really to make to do a few things, but to make growing Hustling, which hustling means, you know, I have to clarify hustling because some people based on where I'm from, people might think I'm talking about selling drugs. And no, we're not talking about unethical. We're not talking about that. To hustle, if you look it up in a dictionary, simply means to move with energetic activity. So it simply just means to be urgent, to grind, to be focused on like what you're doing. And without a sense of urgency, desire loses its value. If you're not hustling and you're not going, if you don't have the urgency, you'll get casual in life and you'll get complacent. And when yeah. you're casual, you become a casualty. Okay. When you're mm. casual. So you, you, you know, I want people to, I'm going to inspire people to grow, to hustle and to make a contribution to the world. Cause if you're getting better and you're growing and you're hustling, 
that's going to make you a better person. And in turn, if you're a better person, now what can you do with that? You can pass that on. You can contribute to somebody else's life. You can, you know, if you hustle, you get money, you can donate to a cause. If you hustle and you, and you, you know, you work hard, you can be an example to that young kid from the inner city who, who also had a parent that sold drugs, who wants to go to college. If you hustle and I do what I got to do, then I can be an example to them. So that's really it. I just want to inspire people to, to grow, contribute, hustle, and, um, and always, always remain grateful because gratitude is the seed to receiving more blessings in your life. And if you don't have that, if you're the person that complains all the time, then, then you know, you never, I heard somebody say this before and I don't, I don't really, it's not my term or phrase, but they said the complainer is, they said the person that's complaining is worshiping the devil. <laughs> I thought it was a bit extreme, but I was, <laughs> it's true. But I was, it made me think, I said, wow, like if you're the type of person that's always complaining rather than being grateful, you're just blocking your blessings. You're just mutating your whole blessings because you're never in the right state of mind or in the right energy state to be able to go out there and do what you need to do to win. So it's all what you focus on, right? All what you focus on, you get what you focus on. And so when you're grateful, like if your boyfriend, I've seen you had a boyfriend on Instagram, if he gave you a gift, right? If your boyfriend gave you a gift, right? And you're not appreciative of the gift, if you're like, what is this? Ooh, I don't like this color. Right? If you're always complaining, is he going to want to give you another gift? Hell no. <laughs> right? But if you're grateful and you're like, oh, baby, thank you for this gift. You give him a nice hug and embrace and a kiss. He's going to be like, yeah, I like that reaction. I like that response to it. And now I'm going to go get her another gift. And I'm going to go get. So it's the same thing with life. Mm-hmm. You know, when our creator gives us a gift, which is the gift mm-hmm. of life and different talents. We all have different talents. If we're grateful for that, he's going to bless us more. That's right. If we always complaining, then we're, we're not going to be able to get anything. We were created in his image. So, mm-hmm. you know, he is like mm-hmm. our father. And just like any father, he spanks us. Yeah. And he also rewards us and he protects us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if we out here acting like we don't have a blessing because we got somebody got the, the Mazda and they want the Mercedes like me or something, but it's, you, you, gotta, you have to say, okay, well, there's somebody right now that doesn't have a car. There's somebody right now that's starving. Exactly. There's somebody else right now that doesn't. So when you can remain grateful for the position that you're in, yes. the place that you're in, you can continue to move forward. Right. Rather than always complaining about what you don't have. Exactly. Focusing on what you do have. And I actually thought about this the other day. I'm actually a very rich, wealthy person because I have a shelter. I have a clean bed. I have clean water. I have food. I have transportation. There's millions that don't. Don't have that. Don't have that at all. So in all honesty, for anybody that's listening, you are wealthy already. For sure. In that mindset. So it's all how you look at things. Yep. Absolutely. Perspective. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. I could talk about this all day. <laughs> I know. Good conversation. Yeah, oh good my conversation. gosh. Great well, this is what it's about. Yep. That's what it's about. Yes. Let's see. I'd love to ask you just a couple more questions before we do sign off here. Now, obviously, it sounds like you're doing very well in your life. Mm-hmm. Where, do, where do you feel like you will be in the next five years? In the next five years, the first thing I think about is I want to be a, a, a multimillionaire in business, particularly in real estate. Um, I've already been a millionaire as an athlete, but I want to do it in a different field. To be able to do it in two different industries would be pretty cool. Um, I'd also like to right now I'm leasing a building from a friend when I you know, when I do all my personal training. I have my own business, but I actually lease the space. I'd like to be able to own my own gym and then possibly turn that into um, a franchise. 
Okay, my own gym, my own everything. You know, I have my own real estate again, more real estate. Um, and I like to continue to uh, uh, really develop my Hustle Academy, which is my uh, my flagship program I run through my nonprofit. Um, and I mentor a young man between the ages of 14 and 22. Yeah, so I like to be able to, to just establish that more. It's been going now great for the last year and a half or so. And um, due to COVID, I've had to slow it down because I would get groups of six boys, eight boys, just small groups. I don't want it too large. Eventually, I'll get it large, but I want to do it. And I put them on a four weekend course. Uh, they spend uh, quality time with me, exclusive time with me for two, three hours. I always feed them after each mentoring session. And I actually have a curriculum that I teach them. And so it just it's really just more of a, a, a mentoring program that I have. I like to expand that, maybe do an annual conference, um, do something big, have other influencers on the panel. Um, so it's not just me teaching them, but other people and maybe just turn it into something huge uh, to where, you know, young men can come in and get the knowledge that they need. They can get the 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 the, the wisdom that they need, because I, I didn't get it until I was late. You know, I didn't I had. The, this, the talent to go pro and I had book smarts, but there's a lot of things that they don't teach us in school, like financial literacy. There's a lot of things they don't teach us about how to master our mindset and how to deal with challenge and how to deal with struggle. And, you know, you can struggle. There's, struggle is just the price we pay to, to succeed. And so, you know, failure is the same thing. So if you can teach them how to deal with certain things, they won't fly off the deep end. And so that, those are some of the things that I teach them uh, in my program. So I want to, from a philanthropy standpoint, I want to expand Hustle Academy, which is my flagship program. Yeah. And then okay. I'll be, I'll, yeah, I'll be good. I'll be good with- <laughs> yeah. Cause that was going to be my next question. What else you got going on underneath your sleeve? So got real estate. You got that yeah, nonprofit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I do. I do. Uh, there's about four things that I can say I really focus on. Um, obviously fitness first, cause I live in the gym. I'm training 15 plus clients a day. Um, but again, I like to be able to expand that as well. I do a lot more personal training than group. Sometimes I'll do two at a time. And then I do a, I do a fit camp. I do a boot camp on Saturdays, which is really fun. You should come to that one day. Actually, you should invite me. You come tomorrow morning. It's tomorrow morning at 9am. I have it every Saturday at 9am. Okay. It's free. It's free for first timers. If you like it and you want to continue to come, it's only $20 a pop, $20 to come work out. And usually yeah. I get 10 people there. It's a small group of positive people. But like I said, with opening up the gym, my own gym, I like to be able to design it and have the space where I can do more group training because the studio that I'm working out now is more catered for one-on-one stuff. And it's, it's beautiful. It's exclusive, but it doesn't have necessarily the space that I want to be able to train larger groups of people. Um, and so I have that, then I have my flipping real estate, uh, company, me and my partner. And we also want to be able to get into owning apartment units and things like that. Real estate is, I mean, you can't lose a real estate, you know, especially in San Antonio, it's booming, isn't it right now? Booming, Yeah. You, you can't, you can't lose. So, um, I like to be able to continue to grow my portfolio as far as real estate is concerned. And then add that, add that once I really, really start to blow up there, really add that to my curriculum as well with my nonprofit, um, breaking down walls, um, and really be able to teach that through hustle Academy to young men or young teenagers who are looking for something to do. And a lot of people aspire to be like me or want to be a pro athlete or want to be a rapper and all of that. But there's so many different things that they can do. There's talents and gifts that they have tucked under that nobody has been able to pour water on, uh, or, or there's a seed that I can spark in them, uh, of different things that they can do 
so that they can be successful and they can really, really see that there's more things out there for them to become. And so that's really my whole purpose and mission in life. And then I do some business consulting as well. I stopped due to COVID, but I do some business. I'm a John Maxwell certified speaker and trainer. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. I've heard of that. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm a John Maxwell speaker and trainer. So I've done consulting. I'm an EOS implementer as well. My goodness. Um, I take people, I take business owners, small companies. I really only like to work with uh, companies who have five to 25 employees. I really don't want to be working with these huge companies with hundreds and thousands of, of employees. Five to 25, 30, maybe a max is my sweet spot. And I just go in there and I, um, I really put them on a six week course of how they can grow their company, scale their business, um, develop leaders, improve customer service, teach them how to hire and fire better. I mean, just all kinds of little stuff, a slew of stuff that I do. That's what I do when I'm reading and I'm being a nerd on my break or something like that. <laughs> that's just for fun. <laughs> yeah, it's for fun. Yeah, I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. I love that. Well, I know who to surround myself with moving forward. And yeah. um, there's there's nothing that Lenny cannot do as we're listening to him today. So um, I wanted to ask you, where can listeners and viewers find more information for the nonprofit organization you're doing? Um, I want to say that my website for the nonprofit is, and people can donate there as well. I want to say it's Walls, W-A-L-L-S, Walls Hustle Academy, H-U-S-T-L-E, academy.com. I have a website for that. And then um, I have uh, wallstowalls.org. Wallstowalls.org is my uh, website for my consulting. I want to say that's it. No, wallstowalls.org. Yeah, I want to. Well, yeah, I think that's it. I got too many websites, but I think that's it. <laughs> if you get, if you want to know more, just catch me on Instagram. DM me on Instagram at Lenny underscore uh, Wall Street, and uh, I- I'll give you all the info there. <laughs> <laughs> He's that generous, and don't worry, I'll provide all the information below this video so people can mm-hmm. access to it. And okay. then, um, so yeah, that was Lenny Walls for you. And just make sure, again, you follow him on all his social media platforms. Um, And again, if you live in San Antonio or know someone that lives in San Antonio, uh, make sure that if this person is only looking for results in their their health journey, make sure you contact them through Lenny. And again, that website is LennyWalls.com. That is L-E-N-N-Y-W-A-L-L-S.com. Again, Lenny, thank you for your time. You're an extremely passionate, creative individual, and I've been inspired today. So thank you for pouring out your heart, your passion. Continue to change the world. And I'm so looking forward to also um, seeing you in person here real soon. (laughs) Absolutely. Like I said, you and your boyfriend, if y'all want to work out, it's on me. First one's on me. 9 a.m. every Saturday, y'all can jump into my group class. All right. I love that. Thank you, Lenny. We'll see you soon, okay? Okay. So we got Boom. They cut that. All right. Cool. Plenty. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Have a great day. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening, Scout My Game fans. This podcast starred Natalie Lazo interviewing former Broncos defensive back Lenny Walls and was produced by Jason McCarthy.